0: Everyone has a story, but not everyone knows who they are or what adventure they're in. What story are you in? I'm Juri Shank. Welcome to the Legends of the Wind podcast, a conversation about a collection of personal myths, fairy tales, and fables written for real people. These stories help them discover their own hero's journey. Here we learn to look at life through the lens of story and think mythically. Imagine yourself in the story of a lifetime where you realize how vital you are. Discover your own tale and join others as well here in Legends of the Wind. Hi, my name is Jury Shank. Welcome to the Legends of the Wind podcast. Uh, today is gonna to be a great show, I believe. And I uh, wanna thank you for joining us today. Uh, what is Legends of the Wind? Legends of the Wind is a collection of short stories Their fairy tales, their myths, their parables, whatever that were written for actual people, children and adults. And what I used them, I actually started out with uh, these stories in a after-school program about ten years ago, with a bunch of elementary kids, and I was mentoring them i was mentoring them and how to think about their life mythically so that's what this podcast is all about how does story teach us about life how do we think about a life mythically what does that mean It means that we look at our life like it's a story. We're a main character. We're a hero on a journey. And uh, we have problems. We have to overcome things. We have areas in our character, conflict. And what can we do to look at our life from a story point of view to help us know how to live life better and overcome and be encouraged? So um, it's pretty exciting. Some of the stories that I wrote, I actually somehow tapped into the kids and the adults real lives, even though I never interviewed anybody. And they were greatly emotionally moved. Some people would cry, some people would laugh. Uh, The responses were fantastic and the parents of the children were blown away. So these are very special stories and I actually really tap into people's lives with them. And so today we're gonna talk about a particular story called the fire bear. And I have a good friend of mine named Deanne Tremarkey, and uh, I'm going to introduce you to her. So, Deanne is a, an accomplished actress, singer, and photographer, having earned her Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in musical theater from Point Park University. She performed leading roles at many well-respected, high-profile theaters, including the Lincoln Center, the Pittsburgh Playhouse, the Alice Walker Theater, many off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway houses. Her film and TV credits include One Life to Live, All My Children, Unsolved Mysteries, Law & Order, the feature film Miriam, and the film Big Stan with Rob Schneider. Her voice can be heard in national commercials, animation, and video games such as World of Warcraft expansion The Burning Crusade. Deanne strives to bring inspiration and life through the beauty of various art forms. She currently resides in West Hollywood. So I'd love you to welcome Deanne Tremarkey. Let's see here. Hello. Hi, Deanne. Thanks for coming.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Jory. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Thank you so much. So uh, just so you know, you can find us on all of our social media platforms. Here's our addresses uh, and on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, our podcast. And here's Deanne. This is her contact information on social media. Thank you. And uh, so, Deanne, welcome. Thank you for coming.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. This is great. This I is, love your stories. Jerry. Thank you.
0: Thank you. This has been a long haul in the process, hasn't it, Deanne? So.
1: Yeah. thank but you we're for, here
0: we've made it <laughs> yeah thank you for encouraging me and everything so um today we're going to talk about a particular story called the fire bear and what we do on the legend of Winds podcast is our stories are pre-recorded and we have some really cool graphics and sound design and music so uh what we'll do is we'll play the story And then afterward, we're gonna have a great conversation and unpack the story about what it means for us in our lives. So are you ready, Deanne? I'm ready. All right, so here we go, the fire bear. The fire bear. Once in the dark forest high in the mountains, there was a young cub, a grizzly bear cub. He was a bit big for his age. And sometimes when he walked, he would growl and shiver and cry out into the night for he was hungry. Out by the stream in the dawning of the day, he would try to snatch fish out of the waters. Over and over and over, he would swipe his paw to catch a tasty morsel. But he would find none. Again, he cried out, for he was hungry. During a long, hot day, he walked up and down the side of the forest and by the banks of the stream of waters. He was groaning, for he was angry. And on top of that, the badger and the weasel and the raccoon came off at a distance and laughed at the grizzly bear cub. Ha ah, ha, ha, they cried out. It looks like the grizzly bear is hungry. Why don't you catch some fish, bear? They fell backwards, laughing. They laughed so hard they couldn't breathe because their sides hurt. Inside this bear, this cub, this young, mighty bear of the dark forest high in the mountains was fire and anger. He shouted back to the badger, the weasel, and the raccoon. Shut up. You know I'm hungry. Why don't you pick on someone your own size? The bear didn't realize that he was larger than the animals who mocked him. But the badger and the weasel and the raccoon laughed even more. He can't catch a fish. Na-na-na-na-na-na. And they blew raspberry noises at him. Well, the bear cub ran off far away, hurting, and found himself deeper in the dark forest. Still hungry, he dug deep into the rich black earth, searching for food. He found roots and nuts and branches, small onions and various underground grubs. These he ate and they satisfied his stomach. But inside his heart was fire and anger. He didn't know what to do with them. The fire inside of him was burning. Every time he spoke or growled about the fire, it would burn hot in his inner being. And it was good, as if true life were coming out of him. The fire was great, and it was his passions and his desires, and every time he growled about the fire, it reminded him of his future. What is this future and fire, he wondered. Where is this fire taking me? What does it speak of? How can I be of good use to it? For even though it was fire, it was good. Yet there was the anger, and that was a mystery to him. What can he do about it? The grizzly bear cub again wandered in the forest, and night came. Now you might ask, where is the cub's family? Where have they been all this time? Well, as this story goes, his mother bear and father bear were with him in another part of the forest hunting for more fish. And this young cub stood out on a log that stretched out over the river that was rushing fast. He thought to himself, this water rushes. It will bring me many fish, nice and quick but his mother bear and father bear warned him not to get into danger. Fast times and fast motions always lead to something harmful. The young cub didn't listen. He only heard his stomach. So off he went and stretched himself on the log, peering into the rapids. He saw many fish blazing by. Oh, he cried, now I will have a great meal. And then with a great sweep of his arm, he went to snatch a fish out of the water but then, with a snap, the log he was on broke into two pieces and rolled down, and the bear cub fell into the raging rapids. For some time, the bear cub gasped and swarmed about, reaching for the air. But it was too late. The water's flow took him from his family, and now he was away from them. Night after night, he would cry out, hoping against hope he would see them again. Well, that's what, what happened in the past. And now we are here again, back with the cub, in the darkest of nights, all alone. The dream of the raging waters disturbed him, and he wondered, hoping against hope. He turned over onto his side and tried to sleep, but couldn't. Sleepless, he heard the sounds of the night, the hooting owl, the crickets, the wind in the trees, and a coyote yipping far off in the distance. This was his home, and yet it was a prison without bars. Suddenly he heard a snap, crackle, and a thud. There were footsteps of something large not far off. Fear gripped the cub's heart, and he stood up in the starry night with moonlight shining down. He looked. Something large was coming his way. Who is there? The cub shouted. Stay away or I will hurt you. But in his heart he thought, I am small, maybe I can scare him off large form rose and bellowed a huge roar, and it hugged the cub, gripping him and wrapping its arms around him. It was an eternal embrace that didn't want to let go. The cub cried out, and soon a wrestling match began. The cub wrestled this beast, which was easily four times his size. With move after move, the slip of the arms and the legs, it was a great match. Every time the cub thought he had him and would win, the beast again would slip out. This went on all night long. The fire inside of the cub grew hotter and hotter. Great strength rose within him. And while he wrestled, a thought came to his mind. Is what I wrestle my enemy or my friend? Surely he would have destroyed me by now. And every time in this great wrestling match, the cub tried to see the beast's face. And yet he couldn't, for the darkness covered him. Just as soon as he thought he would see the face in the moonlight, that too would slip away. Soon before the dawn, the beast realized that this fire bear would not give up, for the fire within him rose and the anger remained. The beast stopped moving and held the cub on his back with all limbs pinned down. He had him at last. The beast asked, What do you want from me? The young cub held his breath. Fear and courage fought in his heart as he thought of what to say. I want my freedom from this prison. And he still could not see the beast's face. The beast answered, and freedom you shall have. Where do you want to go? What will you do with this freedom? The cub answered, I want to go home and get fish for my family. We are all hungry. The beast held him down and was quiet for a moment. What was he thinking? But the cub said with a firm voice, And do not let me go unless you bless me. The beast asked, Who are you? How can I bless you unless I know your name? The cub replied, I am I am the fire bear who drew fish from the waters. I am here to feed the world. Then the beast replied, then your name must be Andrew. Why? For you drew, Andrew, and drew, and drew, and drew many fish from the waters. You shall prosper and be enlightened in the spirit of the forest. For a time you had no fish, but soon you shall draw fish from the waters and give strength to your friends. The beast released the cub and danced, bounced, and even leaped into the air. He sang over the fire bear, Andrew, and spun around singing. And he drew and drew and drew and drew great fish and gave strength to his friends. The beast danced and leaped and then faded away into the darkness. And he drew and drew and drew great fish and gave strength to his friends. Soon the singing faded away and the sounds of the night returned. But the song remained in the mighty fire bear's heart. And he drew and he drew drew and he gave strength to his friends. Now something changed on the inside of the mighty fire bear's heart. Yes, the fire remained, but the anger was gone. Something special just happened as he wrestled the beast. But the singing and the dancing overwhelmed him. Just who was that beast anyway? And then the dawn came. The fire bear leaped and came out of the forest. Off in the distance was the badger, the weasel and the raccoon. They moved along the forest floor laughing and were being just plain silly. They still laughed, remembering about the cub. What do you think? Will we ever see him again? It's been days, months, could it even be a year? They mocked and laughed about the cub who could not catch his fish. But the badger, the weasel and the raccoon smelled something and it smelled delicious. Often the short distance were cookies, cake, and candy, sitting a bit high above the grass on a tree stump. <gasps> Delighted, the badger, the weasel, and the raccoon saw it, and they drooled, smacking their lips. What is this? They thought. Could it be a special treat just for them? But the fire bear saw the situation from another angle. Just twenty feet away, hiding behind a tree, were two hunters dressed in orange camouflage jackets and hats and they watched the badger, the weasel, and the raccoon stepping closer to the goodies. Could this be a good thing? Thought the fire bear. Well, the badger and the weasel and the raccoon stood before the goodies and took a swipe at the food. A wire cage wrapped around and trapped them. The hunters came from their hiding place, and they were laughing. Ha ha, we've got them now, they cried. Fear overcame the badger, the weasel, and the raccoon that cried out, Help, help! They squirmed in their cage. The hunters came up with their guns drawn, and suddenly, (laughs) the fire bear leaped in front of the hunters to stop them from hurting the badger and the weasel and the raccoon. Fear filled the hearts of the hunters, and one of them pulled his trigger and fired his gun. In slow motion, as if time stood still, the bullet flew through the air, spinning. It struck the fire bear in the chest, and he fell down with a thud to the ground, and yet a great roar again came out of the fire bear. The fire within him shouted aloud, and even though he fell down, the roar of the fire bear shook the hunters, and they ran away and never came back. The forest was quiet for a moment. The badger and the weasel and the raccoon stared at the fire bear lying on the ground. They thought, could this be the cub they made fun of? Now he has grown and stood taller than they. He's easily four times their height. And they felt sad. This cub that was now a mighty grizzly bear saved them, and he died for them. How could they repay him back? A tear fell from each of their eyes. Their price would be too high. It would be impossible for them to repay. But a rustle in the grass came. The feet of the fire bear moved and stirred. Life seemed to come back to him. The fire bear sat up. He looked around and saw the badger and the weasel and the raccoon still stuck in their cage. The weasel cried out, how can you still be alive? The fire bear grabbed his chest and pulled a bullet from out of his thick hair. There was no blood. There was no true death. There was no harm. Why, for when the fire bear grew up, he grew a thicker skin and now not even a bullet could pierce his heart. Great joy filled the hearts of the three friends, and the fire bear released them from their cage. They leaped, they shouted, and they cheered as the three friends thanked the mighty fire bear. They couldn't stop telling him how great he was. That afternoon, the fire bear stood at the bank of the river with his friends. He dipped his paws into the waters and drew and drew and drew great fish and gave them to his friends. And just when they thought they had eaten too much and still had more fish to eat, someone new came down the river's bank. It was the cubs, excuse me, that's not correct. The mighty fire bear's mother bear and father bear. They finally returned to each other and created a new home. The mother bear and the father bear loved the mighty fire bear. They rejoiced that they had found each other once again. Inceptio. Wow. 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 (laughs) Thank you for listening to this story and watching the amazing painting by my wife, Alicia. Um, So when I was thinking about what stories to pick with you as my guest, I was thinking about this one because I know you very well and you've overcome so much and have to, had to deal with such difficulties in life and you've overcome all of them. It's amazing what you've gone through. And I wanted to ask you when you first heard this story and you were preparing uh, what what spoke to you how did this story touch your heart and what what, what would you like to say about it? Well what th-
1: this story is packed, (laughs) first of all. There's a lot of things going on in here, but one of the first things that hit me was, wow, this little cub was bullied and mocked, but he had a fire inside him. Like, he knew that he, somehow in his heart, he didn't know what it was at the time, but he knew that there was some kind of destination for greatness, you know um he he had fire he had anger i I sort of had a lot of anger back in those days but the fire really inside you that you're what you're destined to be and to do really keeps you moving through your life now one kind of thing that i saw that he did though was he didn't listen to his mom and dad when they said He got into don't a lot of trouble, not <laughs> Yeah, he got into a lot of trouble for not listening to his mother and dad. But sometimes, you know, we get stubborn and we have to go right. off and do what we have to do and figure it out for ourselves. And um, yeah, good for him that he mm-hmm. uh, that his his anger began to subside. And the fire that he had in him brought good. And I think that's true for all of us. If directed properly, the fire and the anger, if directed properly, can bring us to good. Don't you think so?
0: Oh, sure. I I always, when I was getting the story as a download and seeing it in my imagination, I always kind of thought about it, that they were wrestling with each other. The anger, the fire, they're competing for his attention. Yeah. It's sort of like the the, the the old saying, you know, inside of you are two dogs and which one will uh, survive? It's whatever you feed the one the most. It's like, you know, will you feed your anger the most or will you feed the fire in you that, um, you know, is your passion, your desire, your vision for your life, your destiny? And, uh, and so whatever gets the most attention um, grows up and gets bigger and bigger um and i I think that that was what i was seeing as a wrestling match is kind of like the the beast that you don't even see his face do you what do you think about the beast or do you have anything else uh, to add to that
1: he he reminds me of some um kind benevolent like fierce but kind like giant spirit of the universe like like some people would call it God or some people would call it the the creator of the universe or or, or whatever right. that had it he had a divine visitation of some sort. Right. That's what I felt like it was a divine visitation and he couldn't quite see what it was, but I noticed in his mind he kind of said Goodness, this can't be too bad. He would have destroyed me by now.
0: Right, right. He said, is this what I wrestle with, my enemy or my friend? Isn't that a great question? Like (laughs) like the things that we face in life, you know, can they be evil or are, are there something good hidden in them that we have to really wrestle with that we actually come out on the other side greater, right? Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think he did that. And I think in his heart, he like he even said, oh, I have to get out of this prison. It's a prison without bars. Like he knew that wasn't where he was supposed to be.
0: Right. It's, you it's know? a wilderness and, story. Like, isn't sometimes it?
1: we wrestle with ourselves. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. It's almost like in, in mythology and in, in the hero's journey, there's there's the ordinary world. Which can be a wilderness or something mm-hmm. that's common, which we do not want to stay in. But then we go into the magical right. world. But sometimes in the magical world, we find ourselves into a whole bunches of difficulties, like the innermost cave or dark places or things that are you know horrible, the midnight hour, um, and that's where we yes. really wrestle. And and will we overcome? We we'll have to find out, right?
1: Right. Why well, I, I feel like he. He did overcome. And then there was a point in the story, too, where he couldn't find the food that he really wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes in our lives, we we long for the food that, that we really need, which could be love or acceptance or that divine connection with our, you know, the being of the universe or whatever. Right. Um, he... He was digging in the forest and he was eating like like herbs and mushrooms right. and, and stuff that that was not satisfying to right, him. right You That's know right. And I feel like he went on this quest also to satisfy his hunger, which was so cool because then when he became the fire bear, and he drew and drew and drew. He was able to not only feed himself and to feed that hunger, but out of that came a desire to feed others.
0: Right. It's almost like uh, and the, I, the greatest thing he was struggling with was with, like with the bullying and, and his enemies, those the, the weasel, the raccoon, the badger, and yet yeah. the anger that was you know, stoked by their abuse to him. And yet he he wrestled and he overcame, and he overcame so much that not only did he satisfy his own needs, but he was able to help other people or other characters too
1: yes, yes, um and one thing that I thought of too he gave not only food, which was for people's for his families and friends physical right. needs sure but he gave grace he gave grace and forgiveness mm. and i think he was thankful so i think grace and and forgiveness are really important in life because i i think if you don't have that for others and if you hold on to a- anger right. in a negative way it really holds you back but it didn't hold him back because he he forgave. Right. And, and on top of that, he got the gift of reconciling with his family that he oh, thought he yes, lost.
0: Yes. And I think the key to that ability to reconcile, even with the, the ones who bullied him and, and allowed him to come into his back to his family, was his identity. Because I think he was wrestling <laughs> with the beast. And he asked him, don't let me go unless you bless me. and he named him wow. Andrew. Now, when I wrote this story, uh, I kind of highlight. One of the kids was highlighted to me in my imagination. It was Andrew, but when I was writing the story and getting the download, I didn't have you know predetermined Andrew and fish and all that. But when he wrestled yeah. the beast and he he came to the Andrew part, it was it was his identity that was being reformed and in that identity, in that naming process, the naming of a child, you know, naming of your baby or your, your pet or your cat or dog, or whatever. Uh, there's something and- that's bestowed into that person or the animal uh, in that name. And that was the thing that was the trigger point. I believe that that's how he was able to keep his his fire, which was good, but the anger went mm-hmm. away. there was a healing he had and out of that healing came the forgiveness, the reconciliation, the grace and the ability to reconnect with his family. Uh, what do you think about all that?
1: well i I think you're right and I think that um, I noticed in the beginning like he must have been growing all along as he traveled right. on his journey but he didn't know how big he was like <laughs> no. he go that one time when he was about to get attacked he goes, oh, I'll growl. I hope. I hope that'll scare him off. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, he was humongous, you know. Right. And and yeah, he 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 did. He came into his own. He found his identity. He found his his destiny. And and in that came peace. Yes. For him
0: too. Definitely
1: peaceful. And he and it was almost like he didn't think twice. When he went into a dangerous situation, which he could have been killed.
0: Right, yeah. You know what I mean. Right. Now we, looked, we of course, and, we don't, looked, yeah, we don't encourage people to actually take a bullet necessarily because you will, you will die. No. This is a fictional story, but you're right. He did. Is, he did yeah. sacrifice himself, didn't he?
1: He did. And listen to your parents. If they tell you don't go to a certain area, don't, don't do that. Do right. But yeah. Yeah, he he did make a sacrifice. And and I think it came also from like what you said, he knew who he was, he now knew his identity. And, and, um, and it kind of didn't matter. He was just he was just gonna go for it. And he didn't sit around thinking oh i'm gonna count the cost like these jerks bullied right, me so right. i'm not gonna help them he just went for it
0: right because he was being himself you know he he wasn't uh yeah. putting on a facade he wasn't hiding himself i think that as i've been going through my own hero's journey and having to go through a lot of difficulties and a lot of overcoming i have found that Knowing yourself, knowing your identity uh, is probably the greatest solution to any issues of fear or insecurity or uh, whatever. It's any mental illness of that kind of thing. It, it, it's really about knowing who you are. And I've learned that identity isn't on your failures, isn't on your uh, successes. It isn't on your possessions, it isn't on your past it's on relationship your identity is born out of relationship and so that when i was working with these kids i wanted to mentor them and father them and i had to learn am i going to be a child who's an orphan who has no father in my you know my psychological or spiritual life or am i going to be a son or daughter where my father doesn't lie to me and calls me an orphan my father Uh, Tells me the truth about who I am and loves me and that's what I wanted to do with the kids and even with the adults that I wrote for As I wanted to father through them through these stories And I think that the fathers bestow identity They, They are the ones that name and help them and for me That was probably one of the greatest transformations for my life was to come into that place of wholeness And obviously i'm still a work in progress but um I know that you, Deanne, have been yeah. part of my journey. Uh, what else do you have to add to this? Do you have any final thoughts, or is there anything else that you want to talk about?
1: Well, I like uh, what you said about knowing who you are and having relationship, because uh, I I feel like a lot of times in my life, not that I was fake, but it was like I wanted I wanted to be liked, and I I tried, and when I just relaxed and had Real relationship and my true identity came to be, I was more um, relaxed and able to give and help and love others. And there was a lot more peace in my life because of it. Right. There wasn't this this noise in my head or that, or that hunger, like digging for mushrooms, but really wanting fish or steaks, you know, <laughs> it, it, it satisfied hunger. And, um, and actually, I also work with kids. Uh-huh. Um, I, I help them with voiceover and animation. And um, it, it just is so rewarding. And a lot of times it's not just about the voiceover lesson or, or whatever. It's about the relationship I have with the kids and the trust that's built and that it makes them grow and it makes me grow.
0: Absolutely. And and, and you, in your sense, you're, you're modeling uh, a parent with these children in your class. And like, I have a daughter, Kylie, she's five and I'm trying to learn how to be a great father to her and to uh, form and fashion her identity through my relationship with her. And, you know, she's going to have to go through her own journey in life, and she'll have her own trials and tribulations. And so um, I don't want her – I don't want to put into her an orphan-hearted mindset. So I don't want to do a a deep father wound in her. So it's my vision to help encourage her and to strengthen her and to partner with my wife as well in that. And so, um, thank you, Deanne, so much for all your thoughts. Uh, have we covered everything? Is there anything else uh, that you have to say? Are we good?
1: I, I think, I think we said everything, you know, he was, he was big, he was awkward, yeah. he was bullied, but he had came full circle into this forgiveness and grace yes. and I identity and A great figure, you know, to help his friends and his family. Yes. Yeah, I I think one more thing too. Yeah. um, That, if for the the beast pinning him down. Yes. And he said, "I I want freedom in his identity, in giving grace and and forgiveness and and everything else that that he acquired." he got freedom
0: yes. in the end
1: too, which was one of the things that he wanted. That's what he actually said. I want freedom from this prison. And he got his freedom.
0: That's so good. Oh, That's yeah. so good. Wow. It is so good. <laughs> I mean, um, for me, like uh, when someone someone recently asked me about when I get these stories, is it like a spiritual experience? It really is. I really get a, a, like a vision, and a, I hear the words, and I see the pictures, and I see the children or the characters in it, um, and I absolutely want to help people uh, in in their life with these stories. So you know, everything you've been saying is is so good, Dan. Thank you for taking the time to unpack. These stories. And so, as we continue on further episodes of Legends of the Wind, uh, I have other guests, other friends. Um, we'll be um, dealing with other p- stories that kids have had. Hopefully, uh, some of the people I wrote for will be a guest on the show and will unpack their own story. Even in the future, we're probably gonna open it up where more new stories are gonna be uh, written by me and uh, have new guests. And, uh, and so you get to be part of their journey as well. So Deanne, um, looking at the screen here, can you tell uh, people your website address, how they can find you?
1: Yes, it's it's my name, com And then I have another one,
0: www.dianphotography.com. Oh, good. Thank you. And so they, yes, thank you.
1: Yeah, they they were under construction last month, but I think they're working now.
0: Okay. (laughs) And uh, you can find our podcast website at legendsofthewind.com. And you can also find me at loversdreamersandme.com. That's my personal site. Uh, There you can find about um, my projects that I'm working on and also my blog that I'm uh, adding content to uh, regularly. So Deanne, uh, thank you so much for joining me tonight on our podcast. I so appreciate it. Thank you.
1: I appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah, and I'll definitely have you on again for sure. We had such a great experience. So, um, But uh, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening to uh, The Fire Bear and also for uh, our podcast. Uh, so um, we'll see you again. Until next time, thanks for watching Legends of the Wind. Thanks for joining us today on the Legends of the Wind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and Hit the bell button to be alerted of future episodes. And don't forget, our stories are found here in life and beyond the imagination. Now you can finish your story. Keep dreaming, keep believing, and we'll see you again in our next episode of Legends of the Wind.